0: I'm Caleb Kidkoy, Epic Legacy Hero Builder, and I'd like to welcome you to Living Like a Bank. Along with myself, you'll hear from other successful experts and people who are busy serving and empowering many lives. You'll see how we're showing others to become debt-free in record time as they build economic discipline while generating a bulletproof family legacy revenue stream together. We'll learn how to live and operate just like the banks do. Hey, what's going on viewers? Caleb Kid Coy here, your alchemized slayer of mediocrity, heroic family legacy builder, and host of the Living Like a Bank podcast. Welcome back. We're diving back in on the Business Book Club, talking about the 48 Laws of Power, written by Mr. Robert Green. Joining me in the studio, Mr. Chris, what's up, brother?
1: I'm really excited today. Uh, My wife's been out of town for a while helping my daughter move and Uh, So they're, they're getting home today and uh, that's a very exciting prospect. I I love it. The legacy returns. There's a good show title right there, huh, buddy? That is, that is looking
0: at law number 13, Chris, when asking for help appeal to people's self-interest never to their mercy or gratitude and looking at the judgment, if you need to turn to an ally for help, don't bother to remind him of your past assistance or good deeds He'll find a way to ignore you. Instead, uncover something in your request or in your alliance with him that will benefit him and emphasize it out of all proportion. He will respond enthusiastically when he sees something to be gained for himself. What about this appeal, Chris? Not appealing to self interest or appealing to self interest, but not appealing via gratitude or mercy, kind of the switcheroo here again. What do you
1: think? I think it's a great big hunk of common sense if you get rid of the provocative language as typical with Robert (laughs) Greene. And I'm going to tell a slightly different version of that story. We don't have a script for it. And I don't have this word for word. But, um, you know, a lot of us are familiar with Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of my very favorite stories, probably my favorite story in that whole book is how he talks about for some odd reason, if you go out and you try and go fishing and you put strawberries and cream on a fish hook, like Caleb, do you like strawberries and cream? I mean, I, I personally I love strawberries and cream. I do, and I like fishing That's, as well. Right. But for some for some reason, no fish don't like strawberries and cream. They'd rather have a worm, right? So we got you gotta put the right bait on the fish hook, as Dale Carnegie told us a long time ago, and Robert Greene, in his own inimitable way is also saying.
0: Yes, without a doubt. So putting the right bait on the hook, we looked at these uh historical, you know representations here again we've got uh uh, another story that entails um death (laughs) murder if you will Mm -hmm. i mean somebody who thought they were positioning themselves in a good place right utilizing their past favors or their past support of a leader and oopsie daisy that turned on in a hurry
1: didn't it it sure did it kind of reminded me a lot of the uh the red wedding in game of thrones uh as sudden but rather similar right Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, pretty brutal also. And so we got, got to know who we're talking to. And I think the real takeaway from that story is, uh, you know, uh, sa- sadly, uh, we're not going to get any producer pop-ins today because Michael's feeling just a tad under the weather. But props to you, buddy, for showing up anyway and still producing for us. But uh, Michael's brought this up uh, before kind of about the, some of the pop culture references and stuff. And so, uh, you know, uh, we're not going to ask him to – to elaborate on that today, but um, in, in Game of Thrones, as we all remember, uh, they lure him in and uh, and then everybody ends up getting killed under, under false pretenses. So that's pretty brutal. This is a
0: perfect example of when not to bring up the past, isn't it? <laughs>
1: <You gotta laughs> Remembering remember. that right.
0: debts carried no obligation. I mean, I, I think there is a, a brutal yet transparent mm-hmm. and honest point that Green makes here in the sense that as much as as we can do favors, right, or we can extend, uh, you know, services, gratitude to people, whatever, mm-hmm. people tend to forget that in a hurry, and uh, maybe that maybe there's not reciprocity there or whatever, and so you know, how much easier is it, let's say, to appeal to someone's benefit, right, versus saying, hey, by the way, you owe me, dude. Well, right. maybe I never maybe really they don't share that sentiment.
1: Yeah, and that never no one. No one likes to be whined at. No one likes, likes to feel, um, my, my, wife has a, my, my wife is Japanese, as uh, some people might know by now, and uh, she speaks uh, amazing English, but it's her second language. And so she has this phrase that she uses that's kind of unique, but uh, she said it to me many times as her dumb husband, right? But don't obligate me, right? Because nobody wants to be obligated, right? And, and uh, when somebody has power and you try and obligate them, and they already have power over you, like a wife and a husband, because she's obviously got a certain amount of power over me as a husband, right? So by whining at her, all that does is give her an incentive or a reason to want to exercise that power more. And that's that's true in any dynamic, right? And so we also got to know, like, going back to what I was trying to say earlier, and I kind of messed it up. Let me try and say it again. I think if Michael was going to be speaking right now, he's often talked about reading the room. We've heard Michael chime in on that before, right? Mm-hmm. And so in that example, the big thing that that guy didn't do is he didn't read the room, the the Prince or whatever it was. The guy was known as a brutal guy who got to his position because of uh, his tactics that he used um, that were rather untoward. Okay. And so knowing that he should have been a lot more aware. And I think that's kind of one of the keys to this chapter. It's really just paying attention, knowing what's going on around you and, uh, And actually applying power. Because if we only have knowledge and we don't apply it, it's not actually powerful. So
0: I shouldn't take the approach of Cartman and say, you will respect my authority. That's a little (laughs) appreciation for you uh, Colorado folks out there. Let's look at the transgression of the law, Chris. Most men are so thoroughly subjective that nothing really interests them but themselves. What do you know? Big surprise there. They always think of their own case as soon as ever any remark is made and their whole attention is engrossed and absorbed by the merest chance reference to anything which affects them personally, be it never so
1: remote. I mean, that pretty much says it all right there, doesn't it? It really does. You know, going back to the baiting the hook with the right thing. For, mm-hmm. for whatever reason, fish don't, they don't care what we think about strawberries and cream. They just you know, <laughs> I don't care. They, they don't. care about what they like. Mm-hmm.
0: Simple, and they don't really. have to respect our authority. Well, maybe they and don't actually
1: uh them. I don't know. I don't think we have a slide for it, but this is I'm gonna um reference the thing he ended the chapter with, the cute little story from uh, was it Aesop's Fables, wasn't it? And uh, and the guy's gonna cut down this uh that's supposed to be an apple tree or something, right. but it's not bearing fruit. So he's gonna cut it down despite the pleas of the poor little woodland creatures who are gonna be affected and everything. Mm-hmm. And the woodland creatures whine and plead, and they they promise to sing songs for him and everything. He doesn't care about any of that, but about halfway into cutting down the tree, he finds a pot of honey. Woo, right away, stops cutting the tree, because now he's got a self-interest in that. The tree is mm-hmm. valuable to him now for some reason. So one point I really want to make sure I get to before I forget is, as a lifelong sales rep for various things, or even somebody who's a business owner or a parent we're talking about power and power in a social sense, as we've discussed many times before is mostly using words to try and get other people to see the world from your point of view and, and not, not really to like coercively force people to do things because you like this is really what we're talking about. That doesn't work. We have to identify what's in it for them. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's basic to any business model, isn't it? You can't have, a business unless you identify something that somebody wants mm-hmm. okay like myself being a sports nut i've got you know this stuff behind me and the junk i'm wearing and whatever somebody identified a need or a desire and they make it available and i go find it and i buy it and when we all have different things that like we're into and whatever you've got your amazing guitar behind you and so forth right that's right so in essence the
0: the tyrannical coercive approach is probably not the best approach. And it takes me back to the, you will respect my authority quote in that respect <laughs> is earned. Often people think, Oh, you know, respect, uh, just give it to me. And this is a, a great quote by the Athenian rep for, to Sparta. It's always been a rule that the weak should be subject to the strong. And besides we consider that we're worthy of our power up till the present moment. You two used to think that we were, but now after calculating your own interests, you're beginning to talk in terms of right and wrong. Considerations of this kind have never yet turned people aside from the opportunities of aggrandizement offered by superior strength. So there you go. I think another quote that uh, a little, a little more verbiage in it, but kind of says it all right there too, right? It, they're yep. not looking at right or wrong. They're looking at how can you benefit me? How can I profit from this opportunity?
1: I would sum it up in our modern parlance very quickly by saying it's a, what have you done for me lately world?
0: Mm-hmm. Well, you're not talking about entitlement though are you you know that, that that thing that people think they deserve and don't necessarily anyway moving on
1: <laughs> no said <jail. laughs>
0: do we do we dare move into the genghis Khan story next keys to power in your quest for power you will constantly find yourself in the position of asking for help from those more powerful than you that right. makes sense, right? There is an art to asking for help an art that depends on your ability to understand that person you're dealing with mm-hmm. and to not confuse your needs with theirs. That's exactly I think there's right. wisdom there, right?
1: I think there's a lot of wisdom there. I mean, um, are, are we going to get to the, uh, is the Sun Tzu quote this chapter or uh, do we, do we have, is that the next? That one or the next might be the next one. But I mean, uh, well, Whether or not we have the quote up, a lot of people don't realize that Sun Tzu was, I'm not saying he was a priest, he was a warrior, but he grew up in a culture where there was nothing but essentially Taoism. So his whole perspective was entirely infused with Taoist ideas of of wisdom and everything. Hmm. So you have to, and what, what that really means is getting out of yourself and aligning yourself with natural forces, the way, right? Loosely translated. Badly. Loosely translated.
0: Right. You know, in the next sentence, I think sums it up too. It says most people, they don't really ever succeed at doing what we just mentioned because they're completely trapped in their own wants and desires. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, marriage relationship is another perfect example, right? We can talk about five languages of love. How mm-hmm. often are we trying to speak to our spouse or significant other Mm-hmm. In our lang- love language, and saying, you know, right. I have needs here. Forgetting that that's not necessarily their language, their lingo, and mm-hmm. they need you to speak their love language. So, you know, appeal to their needs and wants. Of course, we yeah. haven't been married, but for a while, Chris. Well, that that's would- a, that's
1: a good reminder for me right now. Even uh, like uh, this afternoon with my daughter coming home, uh, I need to remember to, you know, speak speak her language. You know, and and uh, so I think even as a parent, especially as our my kids get older and, and we have more and more verbal relationships with them. I mean, you know, we're all dads here. Um, I'm just a little, uh, you know, my, my kids are just a little older. So
0: <laughs> there you go. All right, guys. Well, looking at the reversal here for a minute, Chris, some people will see an appeal mm-hmm. to their self-interest as ugly and ignoble. Mm-hmm. And then I love, I love this part here. Don't be shy. Give them that opportunity. It's not as if you're conning them by asking for help. It's really their pleasure to give. This is true to any, you know, philanthropic individual and to be seen giving, right? They, they like to be seen and heard giving. So you Mm -hmm. must distinguish the differences among powerful people and figure out what makes them tick when they ooze greed, don't appeal to their charity, but when they want to look charitable and act noble, do not appeal to their greed. makes a lot of sense.
1: Yes, sir. Well, I'm not saying this is true in every family but I think it's true in a lot of families that every little kid knows that sometimes you can get something from dad that you can't get from mom or vice versa. So you got to know whether you're talking to mom or dad, right? Uh, you got going back to the reading the room thing, going back to the, the baiting the, the hook with the right fish. And I think it's just also important to say that like, I guess the only problem with the baiting the fish hook thing is, you know, you're going to kill that fish and eat it. Right? So when we're talking about social relationships, I think it's really important to, I want to get back to what I started off saying, that it's really about identifying a need that anybody has, whether it's in a family, a marriage, a business, um, a sales force, and then serving that need, being useful, right? Being found useful. And we've uh, we've talked about the, uh, the book by D.T. Suzuki, uh, the Buddhist scholar uh, regarding Emanuel Swedenborg, and his whole philosophy was essentially about being useful. That, that's called uh, the Buddha of the North. Hey, by the way, Caleb, let's get this in real quick. We've been thinking as a group here about maybe doing some new books. So if anybody wants to slam something into the comments about any suggestions for some new books you'd like to hear us talk about, uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts on that.
0: Absolutely. Well, we've got some great ideas, you know, moving into the future. Uh, obviously, you know, things that we've recently read or that have impacted us, but really, you know, what's, what's relevant and applicable from past tense, right. To present moment, right. A lot of, a lot of great new content out there, but then, you know, we talk about timeless stuff, you know, like Robert green and Napoleon Hill and things like that. So anything that is applicable and can be utilized in, in today's uh, interesting world and climate is is a hundred percent what we're looking for. So any additional thoughts on uh, law number 13 here, Chris, as we close up on uh, this
1: one? not really specifically on 13, but um, if you stayed around this long and, and you like what we're doing here, uh, please do smash that like button for us and uh, uh, consider sharing it to your friends and, and stuff. who might enjoy it as well.
0: 100%. We've, we've enjoyed uh, covering Robert Greene's book, 48 laws of power is uh, controversial and it's questionable as some of uh, the, the laws are. It is a great chance for introspection and to get a new perspective and insight. So, Guys, as always, we appreciate you tuning in to watch, and we thank you for your support. We hope you get out there and build powerful legacies, build powerful memories. Make sure you like and subscribe to the channel, follow the podcast, share it with a friend, family member, or as Robert Green would tell you, even with an enemy, if you will. And we look forward to joining you again next time. Take care until then. Thanks for tuning into the show. Please be sure you subscribe on YouTube for the podcast on anchor.fm and follow me on social media at Metalpreneur. If you're ready to talk about building your own bank, use the QR code or go to rebrand.ly/buildabank. Be sure and join us for the next broadcast, as together we learn to live and operate just like the banks do.